Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the 60 Cents Podcast, aka also known as the Joel Embiid MVP candidate uh, progression show. And this is what we're going to be doing, obviously. We're going to be talking about Sixers, we're going to be talking about Joel Embiid, because, I mean, Jonathan was just at the game tonight against the Minnesota Timberwolves, which we'll get here in a little bit. But Joel Embiid this season has been something spectacular. Yes, I cannot wait to talk about that game, but we might as well go back a little bit. It's been a week since we recorded, so we got to start with the first game that happened since we last recorded, which was the Sixers versus the Pistons, who are currently on a 25-game losing streak, one away from tying the Sixers' longest streak uh, in one consecutive season. So hopefully that gets broken, but we beat them 124-92. to What were your thoughts on that? Let's start with the good. I mean, Joel Embiid. I mean, this might be his most tame game in this four-game stretch. Uh, either that or, yeah, no. Yeah, the, yeah, the most tame game in this four-game stretch, if that's hard to believe. He had 35, 13, two assists, two steals, four blocks, and tw- was a plus 28 in 29 minutes. Got 16 foul shots. Like, the guy The guy was, I mean, look, they, they had to rely on Isaiah Stewart, who was a little undersized. And then they had to get, like, their the player that, that scored the most in this game for them was James Wiseman, who I think we can all agree is essentially a bust by now. Yeah. And, you know, that's that's not a good look. It's not. 
Now nah, we beat them down. And I do want to hit on a point that you said about John Bede. So he put up 35, which is tame. We're going to do the four uh, most plus recent. Plus 35. A plus, oh, yeah, 35 points. Yes, sorry. 35 points plus 28. But uh, we're going to do the four most recent games. But if you include the three prior to that, so last week, these last seven games, he's averaging 42 points per game, I think. And he sat out three fourth quarters. Three of the seven games, he sat out the whole fourth quarter. Yeah. So that's insane. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, he, I, I feel like we're going to say he's the good in all these games. I'll try to find some other things. Obviously, Maxi was a plus 37. Couldn't really hit a three, though. Marcus Morris played well off the bench. Five for five from three. Got 15 points. Played really good defense. Hey, um, and, and Paul Reed was a plus 11, even though he only took one shot, zero points. So, really, this, this game was in hand again. I mean, we were up by the winning margin at the end of the third quarter, we were up by 32. So didn't really need to play. I mean, um, we got 12 minutes of Jaden Springer that brought us nine points, uh, three assists, two steals, one block. So I yeah. mean, so what do you think the bat is? is uh, I mean, maybe DeAnthony Melton, one of six, maybe, I mean, Rocco not making a point, maybe, but, I mean, if you wild a team like this, and this isn't even the biggest blowout of yeah, this four-game stretch. I know. But when you wall up a team like this, I mean, you could say, you know, some guys that didn't score, whatever. It's not the end of the world. I I mean, I, I don't know, man. It's it's tough to say. Did we have a lot? We only had 11 turnovers. Yeah, no, I, I don't see a bad here. No, it's tough. It's tough to find a bad i guess i'd just say the three-point shooting struggled especially from the starters they went four of 17 but again yeah, like but I you mean, said the, the team was 37 percent. that's not bad yeah no the bench picked it up like you said we're nitpicking a little bit uh yeah marcus morris's stats obviously bring that up but that was a it was a um easy win glad we blew them out because um we've we've played some teams that we shouldn't close so this was a good win and I'm guessing the player of the game, you're probably going to go and beat. We might do a full sweep in these games. Or Yeah, we, we might. We might. We'll see. But let's go ahead to our next game here. And we're kind of rushing this because the main juice of our, our of our conversation is going to be around the MVP race, which For is kind sure. of early, but, you know, it's not really. All right. The, the Sixers blew out the Charlotte Hornets, 135 to 82. 82! I'm pretty sure I saw one point in the at the end of the third quarter they hadn't even scored 60 points yet, right? Yeah, something like that. No, that uh, no, you're right. Yeah, it was like uh, let's see 59. here, 59, 59, yeah, you're right, yeah, 59, crazy stuff, dude. So, and to be fair to the Hornets, they were missing two starters, Mark Williams and Lamelo Ball, but still, no, three starters, uh, Gordon Hayward, he was out. Their leading scorer was their second overall pick, uh, Brandon Miller, who only had 14 points on 16 shots. Uh, yeah, no, this was a this was a bad showing by the Hornets. I almost feel bad for the Hornets, like they they weren't ready for us. They weren't. No, uh, they weren't. So what's what's the good here? Is there good here? I mean, obviously, we know one of the goods. Tell, yeah, tell- I mean, it's it's all good. But, like, specifically, I'll get a little into stats. In the game before, Embiid had 13 boards. In this game, he had 15. There are games where he goes, like, under five rebounds, like where sometimes he just doesn't show effort. He's not there on the 
Like he's showing post, it this year. He's showing that's, it this year. Exactly. And to have 28 boards in those two games, and, and we'll get into other games too, but I just like, really liked his effort on the glass specifically for Embiid. I mean, all around he played well, but I thought that's something to note. What about you? I mean, Joel had 42 points, 15 rebounds, three assists, two blocks. Pretty good. Maxi was also pretty impressive with 21 and seven, two steals. I don't know. I don't know if I've seen a player have – he has a plus 43. That might be the highest one I've seen in a long time. It's been a while since I've seen one that high. Uh, to be fair, this was a pretty big blowout. Yeah. Uh, I don't like Maxi going over 30 minutes a game in these blowouts, though. That's the that's that's my bad. Okay. I would say. That would be my bad. Um, that and maybe DeAnthony, but that's nitpicking, you know, whatever. I mean, Harris was good. He had 15 on 10 shots. Not bad. Four assists. Like, you don't need Harris to, to you know, average around 18, 20 when he's playing like this. So, for sure. No, I'm, yeah, I, I think it's tough to find bad. I mean, they out-rebound us on the offensive end. Maybe, yeah, this, this game didn't matter. We were up 16 after one, 29 after two. Like, this thing was their backup bad. center with some guy named Nathaniel. Nate Richards, Nathan. Uh, no, Richards oh, was Mensa. starting. Mensa. Mensa, yeah. Who who is that? I don't know. Doesn't he, really matter, dude. He got beat down. Man, looking at these plus he minuses, was, Miles Bridges was a minus fifty six. How has Miles Bridges done? He might be part of my conversation around the NBA. Uh, you know, at the end of this. Yeah. I mean, oh I wow. Don't know. I don't know much about him besides he wasn't allowed into Canada this week. Oh yeah, that that's a yeah yeah because of the domestic. Oh wow, he's actually okay. Well, I'll save that for around the NBA. Anyway, uh, uh, what's the bad for you, dude? No, I, yeah, I mean, I said the bad was probably the only thing you could probably say was getting out offensive rebound. Uh, whatever, that's not a bad yeah deal. exactly. There's not a bad um, deal. Uh, and player of the game, of course, was probably going to be John B. Two for two. Joel Embiid, two for two. All right. right. Let's take it to the next game, which is not great. We lost to the Chicago Bulls, Mm 108-104. This is the one in this week where we're like, that's a tough loss. We probably shouldn't. I mean, we definitely shouldn't have lost to them. Well, Uh, well, I'll save them for around my NBA, but I will say that they, uh, from what I understand, they have been playing a lot better since Zach Levine's been injured. Yes, much better. So, all right, let me get your good in this game. Uh, the good here. Uh, I mean, obviously, Joel, 40, uh, 14, and 6. Maxi 29. Not great shooting, but 29 and 8. Actually had three turnovers. That's high for him. That's, like, normal for most high-usage players, but that's high for him. Uh, that's I yeah I would say that's that's my good yeah yeah I think we have to again focus on MB getting into the paint this game he had more assists like back to what we kind of expected with six he didn't really have that in the other two games he was getting his points but yeah Maxine and B putting up sixty nine and I, I do want to touch on that real quick so I actually wrote an article this week about them scoring they're the highest scoring duo in the league. Before oh, you the were game, able to find those stats? Okay, cool. I was. So before the game tonight, which they had, I think, 88-something. Yeah. yeah. So 
before the game tonight, which will obviously increase it, they were at 59.9. And with that 59.9 that they were leading the league, that's more than Dame, Giannis, LeBron, AD, Kyrie, Luka, all that for points per game. And 59.9 would, if they end the season, obviously we're super early, but if that was the end of the season, it would be fifth highest in NBA history. Ooh. Can I guess who the other four are higher? Do you do you have that number in front of you? Because I, I want to guess. No, I know the number one off the top okay, of my can, head. Okay, can you? I will start guessing. You look it up, okay? You find those numbers, and I want to guess. I want to take okay. a pause from this and guess because this is going to be a fun exercise for me. Okay. Okay. Okay, so one of them has to be Kobe and Shaq, right? No. What? No. Really? Yeah. Kobe and Shaq uh, had close to 58, so they were just below 58, and that would be good for eighth. Okay, so you have the numbers in front of you. Yes, eighth and ninth, actually. 2003, 2003, they had eighth. 2001, they had ninth. Okay, Steph and KD, right? They got to be one, right? No, they're not on the list. Steph not and Katie are not one. Wow. Uh, Dwayne Wade and LeBron? No. LeBron and Kyrie? No. LeBron and AD? LeBron is not on the list. What? Wow. Okay. This has actually become really hard right. now. Okay. No, no, no. Ten, don't. I'll give me. All right. All right. Give me 10. Give me 10 through 6. 10 KD Kyrie with okay. an average of 28.44 each. Uh, nine Shaq Kobe, eight Shaq Kobe, seven Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown last year, six Wilt Chamberlain, Paul Ayers in 1961. Oh, okay. So Wilt and whoever else has to be, Wilt has to be on the, in the top five, right? Wilt is on the top five. Okay. I'm not, is it multiple times or just once? One more. So sixth and one other. Okay. So he, he's in the top five once. Okay. So let's see who else could be ahead of them. Now this is where it gets tricky here. There you is said no LeBron the James. Top, no, there is someone in the top five three times that I do not think you're going to get. Back in the day. Back in the day. Are we talking about back in our day or back in the day? No, no, no. Back in the day. All right. Kareem and Magic. No. Okay. Uh. I'm trying to think here. Who else was hype? Moses Malone? No. Actually, wait. This pair is three of the top five. Whoa. I'm trying to think here. There's a pair that's three of the top five. I'm really trying to think. And I haven't said either one of the pair yet, right? No. 62, 63, 65 are the years. Bill, uh, no, um, they're Celtics, right? No. Lakers? Yes. Oscar Robinson and Jerry West? No, Jerry West, yes. Jerry and Wilt? No. Dude, who who else besides Jerry, what? Jerry Mike? West and Elgin Baylor. Ah! They are ah. fifth, fourth, and first. They wow. averaged... A 68, uh, more than 68 points together in the 62 season. Okay. Who was the other ones? Two and three. Two is Wilt and Paul Arizon. And three is James Harden and Russell Westbrook. Wow. Okay. 
Okay, so Joel and Maxi would be fifth all-time if this keeps up. Wow, that's impressive. I mean, after tonight, they're probably fourth and maybe third. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Wow, that is that is beyond impressive. Okay, sorry. So we're back at the Chicago game. So I want to – can I talk about the Chicago Bulls for a second here? Yeah, do a little tangent. So, so, so I mean, we've already done one, but I'm going to do another one. <laughs> so Chicago – I think Zach Levine has lost the locker room because they are playing. Uh, if I correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm going to pull this up real quick. I think they they're on a win streak right now, or on a really good like stretch of games since Zach Levine's been injured. Yeah, they won their first four games without him, and I think they're probably like five and two. They are. When did he get injured? What was the last game he played in? I don't have that off the top of my head. Okay, well, I'll say this. In the last 10 games, they are one. In their last 10 games, they are seven and three. So okay. they're, they're on a little mini streak. I don't know how many games Levine has played in those, but he he is uh, yeah, he's doing good. And I think they just beat the uh, – sh- hang on, did they beat the Lakers? They his did tra- just beat the – His they trade just beat value the- is – plummeting yeah his trade value is plummeting i if i'm the sixers i i'd stay away everyone wants to stay away i mean the lakers might want to want them but like depends like how much you want to give up and i'll say this if chicago can keep this up they're 12 and 17 right now if they can keep up this good play the standings are they are knocking right at that 10th spot right now with Atlanta missing Jalen Johnson, they are twelve and fifteen. The Bulls are twelve and seventeen. Okay. So the not impossible for the Bulls to get back into it. No, I will say I, if they if they don't, I would if I'm the Lakers, I'm not looking at Zach Levine. I'm looking at Vucevic. Him and Anthony Davis, I think, would be a really good fit. Yeah. No, for sure. All right. So let me get the bad in this game. Obviously, yeah. we lost, but what was the bad? Uh, the bad, the bad, the bad. The bad was everybody else besides Paul Reed. Seriously, though. I mean, Melton only took five shots, made had six points. Cool. He had good defense. But Tobias Harris was one of three in 32 minutes. One of three. He's our third yeah. best player, second highest paid player. Tell me how. Yeah. No, I can't. And then Kelly Oubre, one of the rare times he didn't show up. Like, yeah. Uber, that's that was going to be mine. Uber shooting two of 10, 24 minutes. The whole team shot 34% from three. It, it just wasn't falling for us, and, and it was a tough loss. It, it was a tough loss. Look, it, it really was. Um, we still got to give Embiid player of the game 40 points, 14 boards, six assists, just dominant. Yeah, he actually got that 40 points with under 10 free throw attempts, too. Kudos to him. Yeah. Could not really stop Vooch in this game. Vooch had 23-8 and eight and four assists. But, like I said, the Bulls are just playing better without. And Kobe White. Kobe White is coming on strong. He had 24 He's a good player. He's a good player. I think he just needed the opportunity. And now that he gets the ball in his hands and not having to share with Zach, he, he – look, if they do decide to blow it up, he's still young enough to where they could build around him. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's been in the league like four years. And they got Aya DeSumo. Yeah, DeSumo's pretty good. He's a nice, young, feisty role player. 
they, I mean, and they got Pat Williams, who is always going to be that guy that has that limited list potential, but may or may not ever realize it. By the way, I'm watching this uh, this Mavericks and Clippers game while we're recording in the same man Mavericks. They they might be breaking that winning streak of the Clippers. They they are balling. Yeah, for sure. Anyway, uh, yeah. So Joel is the player of the game here. And then last but not least, we have our current game that we have just went to tonight's. So because you were there, I'm actually going to give you the floor on this. Yeah, I mean, look, first off, I got to just do a quick plug for the uh, um, Wells Fargo Center. Do you remember the Cadillac Club back in the day? The Cadillac Club. It was no. like kind of like it was kind of like a restaurant. It wasn't club suite, but it was like club level. And I'd sat there once or twice. It kind of made you feel like you're sitting in the club. So I bought like like a last minute ticket tonight, and uh, I got a seat in this new place called Adrian's, which obviously is named for Rocky's yeah, girlfriend yeah, 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 wife. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's this like cool like tavern looking restaurant with like a fire menu. And it's got clubs, like, kind of has club seating, similar to, like, what the Cadillac Club was. So it was, yeah. honestly, this was amazing to be be there. Um, but this game was insane. So the, what I wanted to say, like, a few things. They gave Shake a tribute video. That's cool. That's cool. Wi- wild, though. Unexpected. And I love uh, it. Unexpected. He, but you know what? He 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 had to deal with a lot while he was here. I, I appreciate that. Unnecessary, yes. but it was it was just shows the type of you know franchise we are. Yeah, and, and Bede also said something to Shake before his last two free throws, which he ended up getting 49 and then missing 50. I don't know if he told him like I'm gonna make it, but he went up and whispered in his ear before each one. Uh and then the only other thing before we like dive into the actual stats of the game. Anthony Edwards almost killed Embiid. He he literally tried to baptize him. Um, did you see this highlight? I didn't see. I, I oh I was my gosh! My other podcast, so I was only watching it in my peripheral. So someone drove baseline, threw it cross court to the wing. Anthony Edwards, no one, like straight line to the basket, leaped probably from like ten feet out, but tried to go up on Embiid, like raise the elevator, baptize him, put it on his head, like. Ant Edwards has done that before, and we've seen it. I was going to say, he, Anthony Edwards has the most exciting almost dunks in the NBA. And he missed it. Yet, so immediately, I was like, I text my friend. I was like, man, he almost killed him. And I went on Twitter, and everyone was talking about it. It was the craziest almost dunk. As you said, he does that a lot. But if you got to check this, man, it was I insane. will check it out after the podcast for sure. Yeah, so uh, on this specifically, the good, I mean, I, I'm going to surprise you because there is an obvious good, but I'm going to the bench. So House, Bev, and Marcus Morris played insane defense. Like, they were locking people up, forcing p- extra passes, like running over screens, a lot of things that may not show up on the stat sheet. But, like, I mean, Pat Bev had one block, but he was truly so active getting in there. Like, same with House. Like, House doesn't even have great, like, defensive stats, but he was playing so well on the defensive end. So I, I usually am not high on them. I think the bench played incredibly well. The bench had the majority of our plus-minus points, so that was the good for me. What about you? I mean, 51 points is 51 points. <laughs> let's yeah. let's talk about this. 51 points for Joel Embiid, 12 rebounds, three assists, two steals, a block, only ter- two turnovers. And not only did he have these stats – 
not against a bad team, against the top team in the West and the with three legitimate starting caliber centers in their lineup. Now, granted, Cat's not a good defender. Reed's average. Gobert is supposed to be the defensive player of the year candidate. I'm not so sure about that after this game. Look, yeah. Joel's had, had Gobert's number in the past. Clearly, Gobert had no chance of stopping him. That's, maybe that's why Joel's playing for Team USA instead of France. Yes, that was a shot. Um, yeah, good. But look, I mean, and, you know, segue, well, this helps us segue into the MVP conversation, but, like, you did this against the NBA's best, one of the best two or three defensive teams in the NBA, right? Aren't they the best? I think that- I think they're the best in terms of points allowed. I think it's like 105. We put up 127. And also, yeah, like you said, this – I mean, they had the best record after Boston lost to Golden State last night. And this team is – I mean, we were only up three going into the fourth. This – we played – like, these are two of the best closed, five teams. Closed out the game. Closed out the yeah. game. And it wasn't just Joel either. It's Tyrese Maxey made some clutch baskets in the fourth quarter. He had 35 points on 12 of 24 – 5 of 12 from downtown, 5 assists, 5 turnovers, which, by the way, kudos to their defense. They did make Tyrese turn over the ball five times, which is pretty pretty hard to do. Yeah. Uh, dude, they had 86 points between the two of them. That is – they had more than – they had like 70% of their points, which we were just talking about earlier. But, dude, the way Maxi finishes at the rim, man, is like – reminds you of AI. Like a, a quick release, like – Going up there against are very big few guys. players that move that fast around the rim. AI is one of them. I agree. Ky- Kyrie is one. Kyrie may. I think Kyrie's, Kyrie's not the, that fast. He's no, that smooth. Ky- like he's that fast. He's I that think fast. Kyrie's the best guard finisher around the rim. It's incredible. I, I was, you know, it's kind of like watching a better. Like he's not John Wall, but he's almost as fast as John Wall. Yeah. Like prime John Wall, maybe a little bit De'Aaron Fox. I don't know. Him and De'Aaron Fox are so different, though. They're different, he, but they're both he plays fast. like Ky- he kind of plays like Kyrie. He plays like Kyrie, but he's as fast as well. I mean, he doesn't have the footwork that Kyrie does yet. Yeah, uh, but he plays. He has a similar game style to Kyrie, but he's as fast as John Wall. That's that's the best way I can say compare it. I can't say he's AI because that's that feels a little slightly blasphemous here in Philly. But I mean, he might be the first guard since AI to really invigorate the fan base as much as he does, though. Yeah, uh, and he was he was flexing when he finished by the rim, going crazy. He was into he was, it tonight. He was slapping the the hands of the fans on the sideline, like him. And I I remember in the fourth quarter, around four minute mark, I saw him and. Like he was joking with Kelly Oubre while they were trying to, you know, maintain the lead, like on the sideline. Like they were, he wrapped his arm around him, patted him on the chest. Like he's just such an infectious person. So, yeah, no. And, you know, Embiid, I feel like we should have known he was going to put up a 51. He was like pregame. I was, I thought he was like signing a ball for a kid. And I didn't realize until I got home that his son was there and he was like hanging out with him before the game. And his son, was sitting, his son was sitting courtside. So you got Arthur courtside. It's game over. Oh, yeah. No, he, he got to put up. And plus, like, like you know, we like they lost against Chicago. This team feels like they would take that personally. We all know Pat Bev would take that personally because he just played for them. Oh, yeah, um, definitely. 
And besides that, I mean, look, the, the, that's the two great, you know, like, I've been liking Morris. I've been liking Same. Morris. And, and th- this is, this might be a quote-unquote hot take. I don't know if you make a trade. I don't think you do. I, I think don't you think run you with this with this team. Like, maybe you make a small trade, for like a backup point guard that can create for others a little bit better. But you don't ro- you don't sacrifice anybody in this rotation. Nah, and I think that's a good point. I think you could look to upgrade the backup point guard position because when Maxi goes out, you're either having Melton or Pat Bev bring up the ball. Not really. And, and not to say that Pat Bev's not a, a solid, okay backup. He he he's more of that guy that guards your other team's best point guard. He's like a Derek Fisher. You yeah, don't and then you got him. To, you don't yeah, expect and, him to run the offense. Exactly, and you got to be worried about Melton a little bit. I mean, he had a thigh contusion. He played like. He he was taken out in the second quarter. Yeah, yeah. Yes, taken out in the second quarter, and they said he wasn't going to come back after halftime. Like, I don't think that's a long term thing, but a couple games, who knows? I mean, see if he can get it worked out. Yeah, Um, I'm going to be writing an article about potential point guard options here in a little bit. That's for sure. Um, But yeah, look, I I don't I think I I think Morris has found his. Now that he's home, back home in Philly, I, I feel like he's he's found his footing as a player again. He's a spark plug off the bench. He, he's playing better defense. He's still not great defensively. He's lo- definitely lost a step on that end. But offensively, he gives you he's a second. He's your second. Op- he's essentially your second option off the bench behind Kelly Oubre now. When you when everybody's healthy, he's the second scoring o- option. Yeah, offensive. Yeah, and yeah, he- offensive. Speaking of motivation, he brings his kid to the game too. They always show him on the jumbotron walking into the game. So that's good. That's know. good. Yeah. So I'll, I think that's great. And I mean, I think we covered this game pretty much. I, we, yeah, fifty-one, twelve, three assists, seventeen. I mean, is there is there any bad in this game? I, I mean, besides Melton getting injured, maybe Tobias Harris not really having an impactful game again. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. 
everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real Traveler Reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. No, I don't think there is. Like what I was going to say was I I come on this podcast and like always rip the perimeter guard defenders. And I'm not saying we did great against the guards because you still got Ant Edwards putting up 27. You had McDaniels putting up 21, but I'm telling you, when I was watching them in arena, they played good perimeter defense tonight, so I feel like I got to give them that shout out. I mean, and, and let, let me just say this about the Timberwolves. Mike Conley, man, he might be 36 years old or 100 years old. It doesn't matter. He can still run your offense. Yeah. And without him, that offense, the, I don't think that team works without him. Like he might not be the flashiest player, but without his ability to organize that team and run that offense, it does not work. You look at that off, like you look at that starting five. You got Mike Conley, who makes it run, Ant Edwards, who is firmly in the MVP discussion. Two bigs, who yeah, they can be soft at times and like didn't play great defense tonight, but they're good. And then you got J.D. McDaniels, who's a first-team All NBA. Like that is a just first-team All defensive player. All defensive. yeah, yeah. Yep, exactly. That is a that is just a stacked, stacked. Like they're going to be a problem five. in the West. If I'm if I'm Denver, I'm not looking forward to playing them in the playoffs because I think that's going to be the team that gives Jokic the most problem. Clearly, it doesn't bother Joel, but we we know that it gives Jokic some problems. Um, yeah, I mean, and well, you're talking about Jokic. We talked about MB, MB we got with you. a 50, 51 pointer. You teased it earlier. Let's go to the MVP discussion. Currently, right now, where do you have Embiid ranked in MVP for this year? I think after this game, we, I, yeah, I gotta say number one. He's number one. Let's go. He, he's number one. Like seriously, seriously, no. Like okay, last season he averaged what thirty three, ten, and four, right? Yeah. This season, the guy, this guy, this guy right here, the Sixers franchise player, twenty. Is he 28, 29? Doesn't matter, right? He's only missed two ga- three games so far, right? Only missed three games. So yes. should be on pace to get get the award, right? As long, uh, you know, assuming yeah, everything goes right. Yeah, game-wise, right? So he's averaging 34. Essentially, this is, I'm assuming these stats do not include tonight's games. Um, 34.4 points. 52, 53% shooting from the field. 33. Essentially, 34% shooting from the three-point line, 89% shooting from the foul line, essentially 12 rebounds, six assists, 1.1 steals, 1.9 blocks, has 19 double-doubles, which, by the way, that is currently tied for fourth in the NBA. Jimmy Giannis, who we'll definitely talk about here, he has one triple-double so far this season. Which only, by the way, yeah, Jokic has the most. But there's only like 12, no, 10 players that have triple doubles. No, 11 players that have triple doubles. So that's a pretty good list. 
Yeah, like look, he's averaging career high in points, assists. The league. Yeah, points and assists, second highest rebounds in his career, highest free throw percentage in his career, second highest field goal percentage in his career. He's absolutely dominating. Yeah, first in the league, fifth in rebounds, like first in points, fifth in rebounds, and 19th in assists. 19th is a big deal. That's the one place that people are like, oh, yeah, Jokic hasn't beaten yet. Jokic is still the better playmaker. I'm not trying to say that he's not. But the gap between that has, has dwindled. You know, there's 30 starting point guards in the NBA, and he is 19th in assists. Yeah, no, I heard you the first time, dude. Yeah. So I I agree with you. I want to say that I think he's first. And right now, I don't think we're being biased. I think if you put Chris on this podcast, as much as he likes to talk about Jokic, I think he would agree that currently Embiid is like, we just said he's averaging 42 points per game. PER, his player efficiency, is 34.4, which is. I believe uh, on pace to be the highest in NBA history. His points, which which one? His PER, PER, the advanced stats. Okay. Yeah, is thirty four point four. And if I remember hearing that correctly, that is on pace to be the highest in NBA history, even higher than Jokic's or Wilt Chamberlain's. Okay, yeah, dude, he's. An absolute stud. He and he is the current MVP. I, I, like I was trying to say, he scored 42 points average in his last seven games. He sat out three fourth quarters. That's insane. That's insane. Him and Maxi are the highest scoring duo in the league, going for fifth in history. Like he is, and he's scoring at a career high, but also passing at a career high. Like those two things normally don't go hand in hand. Yeah. Also, win shares. He's second in the NBA in win shares right now and first in win share percentage. By the way, outside of the Chicago and Minnesota game, I think he's rested in most of the last fourth quarters, right? Yes. Like, he's getting these numbers. Like, I saw a stat that him and Will Chamberlain. Will Chamberlain, whenever you put a player in Will Chamberlain in a statistical category, you know it's going to be impressive are the only players on pace, like he's on pace right now to be the only player besides Will Chamberlain to average more points than minutes in a in a season. You want to know which season that will average more points than minutes? What? The 50 point per game season. Yeah. So I, like look, Jokic is cool. He's great. He's doing he's good cool. things. But what Joel is doing in Philly right now is unbelievable. Also, should point out that the Clippers did not did win against the Mavericks. Clippers are yeah. They went on a uh, they went on a twelve two run near the end of the game. I don't think to close out the game, but near the end of the game. Yeah, yeah. But getting back to Joel here, um, look, I, I don't. I mean, look, we can talk about who else is in the race, but I think Joel's number one. I think it's Joel. Like top, like if you're talking five players, it's probably Joel, Giannis, Jokic, Ant, and Shea. I believe I agree that it's Joel, Giannis, Jokic first. I think that's the correct order. And then after that, that's when it gets a little tricky here. Um, I'm gonna say number, yeah, you, Doncic. I think is is fourth, and then fifth is probably Shea. Yeah. I mean, I want to put Devin Booker in there. I really do, but just it's not quite enough there for me to put him over Shea or or, uh, Doncic. I can't. And look, it's 
it, we after what we saw Jokic do in the playoffs last year, mm-hmm. people were people were like they weren't questioning Embiid's award, but they were like, oh, was were they getting voter fatigue? Like, were they trying to get it because Embiid was like uh, campaigning mm-hmm. in in years past? So like, it seemed like coming into this year, they were like, oh, if if it's close, we're gonna make it up for how dominant he was in the postseason. Jokic is like the front runner going into that, like going into the season. And he should have been. And over- he should have. And he should have been the front runner. That's and Embiid clear. has overcome that. Yes, yes, he should have been, but Embiid has overcome that. Yeah, look, I mean, at the end of the day, yes, we still want to see what Joel does in the playoffs. But yeah. let us enjoy the regular season right now. And right now, and during the regular season, as good as Jokic is, and he is still very good, still very, 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 very good. I mean, he's averaging 26, 12, and 9.5. And like, and shooting 53% from the field and... A little bit low on three-point percentage, 30% from the three-point line. But, like, still, like, he's having a phenomenal season. And the reason why I put Joel over Giannis, and here's why. Giannis has help. Giannis oh, has, yeah. has, has Dane. Dane. Yeah. And not to, you know, and I, I, I would maintain, you could make the argument to me that Tyrese Maxey's better than Dame Lillard, and I, I will listen to that argument. I mean, they're pretty much, I mean, Dame is averaging 26, Tyrese is averaging 25, Dame is averaging about, what is it, assist-wise, he's averaging 7, Tyrese is averaging 6.7, like, the, the, you know, the shooting splits are essentially, like, Tyrese is a slightly better shooter, but, like, like, Dame has the name recognition, and I think that hurts, I think that hurts, uh, Giannis here a little bit and that rough start to begin the season too now I do want to point out here I got to give some love to De'Aaron Fox did you know he was averaging 30 points per game this season I did not know that he's averaging 30 points per game and six and a half assists on only two and a half turnovers like kudos kudos to De'Aaron Fox yeah, like, man. He's not he's, a, like he's maybe in the top ten, but he's not a top five candidate. But like, kudos. Yeah. Kudos. Like I that's hard. Fox. Yeah. Um. Do we have to talk about LeBron James being in this conversation? Like, is LeBron like he's, he's, gonna, he's never going to win it? He's never going to win it again. But yes, he's in the conversation literally every year. I mean, look, he's average at. 38 years old. He's not 39 yet, but at 38 years old, he's averaging 25, 7, and 7 while shooting 53% and 39%. At 38 years old. He's the the, consistently, because AD, as I've said, can ball out. Consistently, LeBron is the best player on that team. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, look. I mean, I think they need another scoring punch. Um... Also, shout out to Steph Curry. He's like 35, and he's averaging 28. KD's like 35 or 30. I don't know how old they Like, these two, there are some old guys that you don't expect to be able to ball out at this age, and they're doing it. Like, KD, Steph, LeBron. Like, those, like, KD came in the league, what, 2007, 2008? It was the 2007 yeah. draft, right? And Steph was like a junior when he came into the NBA in 2009, right? So, like, yeah. Like, that's just... It's impressive. Like, these guys are just impressive. It is it is beyond impressive. 
and they should all get kudos because they're still like Hades averaging 31 Steph's averaging 28. Like it's just, it's crazy. It is. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, any other MVP thoughts? No, honestly, I think Joel's leading it. And uh, I think we hit on the other like main big candidates. I mean, we, he, now the, the thing is like, I don't, do we play the Celtics again? Because, like, if he's going to maintain the Celtics this, like five times. Hang on. I got to check here real quick. Because, like, if we play the Celtics again, like, we need, we like, do. I, I'm going to tell you the games that he has the ball out in order to have a chance at claiming this again. Okay. Like, he's going to have the I ball mean, out I every have, night. I, I have them because it's the games I want to go to. They play the Nuggets, the Warriors, the Bucks, the Grizzlies, the Thunder, the Celtics multiple times. Like, if he balls out in all those games, yeah, I mean, yeah, he's playing Denver in January uh, 16th. And then twice in January, actually. A Golden State, any Golden State game, obviously. Uh, let's see here. Miami, maybe Cleveland, depending on how they look. Definitely Milwaukee. Boston again. Yeah. Milwaukee again. Miami, Phoenix. Got a ball. Uh, like, yeah, I mean, like, look. Uh, actually, you know, March is going to be really interesting because they play the Lakers. I mean, the Clippers twice in a three-game span. They play actually, Clippers. They play Clippers on March 24th and then the March 27th. The they play Sacramento on the 25th. So it's three games and four nights type deal. Gotcha. Uh, but besides that, I mean, yeah, look, I mean, they're going to have to do some stuff. That's for sure. Um. I mean, like I said, Joel, they've they've gone through the early gauntlet and got through it okay. Now the question is, can they finish out strong against some of these teams? That like I think Joel can. And any obviously any nationally televised game, which they definitely have some here later on in the season, they they Joel needs to like if he wants if he wants the MVP again, now maybe I mean also seeding is important too here. But they like, yeah, he's gonna have the show up. But let's go ahead and go on to other NBA news. So, this is the part of our show where we just talk general NBA. Jonathan, what's on your mind? All right, so I'm going first to the team that you've just taken a sledgehammer to every weekend. Uh, every week Memphis, we talk about... You mean Memphis Grizzlies? Yeah, the Memphis John Morants are back. Um, yeah, the John Morant are- is back. Kudos to if him. you watch that game, uh, I will say there's two sides of it. So first of all, they got smoked in the fourth or the second. I mean, I think they were down. I think they lost the the second quarter by like 25 points or something. And they fought back. They were down 23 at halftime or 19. They fought back and won that game on a buzzer beater by John Morant. He had 27 points in the second half, including the game winner, which was so perfect. And in his interview, dude, it couldn't have been any better. He said that. He got receipts. Yeah, well, no, that's after. He said it in immediately in the post-game interview. He said that he went to the sideline. He's sucking oxygen and using a Theragun on his calves because they're, like, all cramped. And he told the coach, like, let's draw up a post-up for Jaron Jackson. And Desmond Bain was like, nah, this is your ball, your game. You're winning this. And he's like, I'm so gassed. Like, I didn't know if I had it. And then, of course, he's just like, I'm a dog. That's what he says. He's like, I'm a dog. So I went out there and, and balled. Yes, you are right, though. I wanted to get to that after. I just thought he played his, out of his mind, and it's incredible. People probably, Some people probably thought he was 
coming off a couch. He'd been conditioning and practicing with the team, so he was ready to play. Uh, But him saying he has receipts, I don't think I'd like that because you can say you have receipts when people are criticizing you for, like, things that, like, you're going to prove them wrong. You're saying you got receipts for people who are criticizing you for flashing a gun on Instagram twice. I don't really think that that's a situation that you claim receipts. That's all I'd say. Yeah, it, it was kind of weird. Uh, I was listening to Jay Will on ESPN about it. He said he was probably just using that as motivation. Whatever you got to do to hype yourself up, but you don't have to say that to the media. Look, it's just it makes you look a little little. I don't I don't want to use the word unhinged because it's not, but it's it's a little off. Yeah, and about that game, I do want to say, like, C.J. McCollum was knocking down shots in the first half. He could, I think he almost airballed or didn't hit the rim for two threes towards the end of the game. That team didn't double, like, the Pelicans didn't double John Moran on the last play. You Like, you got to know. I just thought they blew it. Uh, Zion had 13 points and three boards, like, played yeah, that was like weird. garbage. Yeah, um, he, But he, I just he, thought he, it was great. It's great to see. Uh, I think it's really great to see John Moran back on the court. We love seeing him play basketball. And then he's the only, one of the most electrifying players since, like, Derrick Rose at the point guard position. It's uh, He's always going to be fun. Prime Derrick Rose, to be clear. Yeah, and so then the only other, like, few things, like, quickly I just wanted to touch on the Cavs. I thought they were, like, the Nets. They kind of kept things close. They were a team that could have talent. Uh, but Darius Garland and Evan Mobley are both out, like, weeks, if not months. So that's a tough months. break for them. It's going it's to yeah. be months. And Ricky Rubio, by the way, there he's in talk negotiations about uh, leaving, parting ways with the franchise because it appears to be his NBA career is done, which is a shame because Ricky Ricky was a Good was player. one of those few floor generals that we saw in the modern NBA. But he has stuff going on in his personal life. Not on, We don't know, none of our business, but it appears that it's going to end his NBA career. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah, it's tough. Um, Always fun to watch, Ricky. Yeah, so before I send it over to you, I'll say, I know we talk about the Sixers all the time, and that this isn't the segment for it, but I do want to point out, they have a plus 11.3 point differential. That may be because they're averaging, before tonight, their last four games, their average winning margin was 37 points per game. So they have 11.3 points per game differential. The closest is Boston at 8.6. Only five teams have above a plus six point differential. So they're dominant, um, which we already talked about. But I do, before I I pass it to you, last thing I'll say is the Pistons, man. They have a 24-game losing streak. I I thought you said 25. I was wrong. I briefly mentioned it. 26 is the record the Sixers hold. The Pistons have the Jazz and then the Nets twice. They're not beating the Nets. You got to beat the Jazz. The Jazz the, are the, be... the Nets are on a four-game losing streak. Never say never. Yeah, but but the Pistons, the Pistons are so bad. The point though is the Utah Jazz are not a good team, and they are on the tomorrow night when the Pistons host the Jazz in Detroit. Utah's on the second night of a back-to-back on the road. They are dealing with injuries too. They're dealing with injuries and sickness. This might be it. This might be the game to bet on the Pistons to win. Because uh, if they don't, I don't. See, I see them going over to twenty. You know, you know, um, one interesting uh, chain lineup chain of change that the Pist- the Jazz have done. They're starting to bring John Collins off the bench there. That is interesting. Yeah, they just did it in tonight's game. It's all the stats there. Yeah, he, he came off the bench. That was a little weird, I'm not going to lie. Against Cleveland, he had uh, – yeah, he, he came off the in 23 minutes, he had 16 points, five rebounds. 
Yeah, I feel like John Collins in today's NBA is just not a natural fit, especially when you have a rim-running center like Walker Kessler. Like, if John Collins is going to be effective, he needs to be with a floor spacing big, not a not a, a download clogging the ba- paint big. Uh, that being said, let me get to my points now. There, there are yeah. a few points here that I want to talk about. Like I said, Brooklyn Nets are on a four-game losing streak. Uh, besides that... Is that the biggest one? Oh, Orlando, yes. Orlando was the other team. They're on a three-game losing streak. Uh, Boston started that. They lost yeah. again tonight against the Miami Heat. Uh, something to keep an eye on on a young team. Uh, they they are they have the same amount of wins now as the Knicks, the Cavaliers, and the Heat. They could very easily fall into the plan if things they don't get their their act together here shortly. That that being said, besides that, we talked about the Bulls. They are seven and three, uh, seven and three in their last ten games. They just beat the Lakers. That's not a good look for the Lakers. No, the no. Lakers, I think, are uh, yeah. They lost their last three as well. They're not doing good. Houston has lost. Houston is an interesting team here. I want to see what happens with Houston. Can they maintain the plan? Phoenix has lost three of their last seven. They're in the 10th spot right now. They can't get healthy. They can't. They can't. Bradley Beal's going to be out for at least a couple weeks, my understanding. Uh, Oh, Wembenyama's now playing center for the San Antonio Spurs. He's now at center, and we'll see how that works out. Besides that, there are some players that I want to note here. First, I want to talk about Dante Exum, former lottery pick of the Utah Jazz. Became a journeyman, went overseas for a couple of years. Now he's back in the U.S. playing in the NBA. Dude, he's been lighting it up in the past, like, two, three. I'm happy for him. Seven, eight. In the last eight games, he's averaged, you know, he's averaged double digits. This month, in in December, he's averaging 16 points, uh, 3.9 rebounds, 4.5 assists, shooting 57% from three, 60 Four percent from the uh, field, like he he's found a home in in Dallas, and that's great. I'm happy that might for be him. a sneaky good pickup for them because at six foot five, him he can he can guard bigger wings with his wingspan. Him, Kyrie, and Doncic might be a really good trio to play together because they can all play make, and he's hitting his threes, which makes it interesting. James Harden, next guy I want to talk about here, former Sixer. Okay, he's he's starting to look better now. He's starting to look better. I think he's back in my top 100 now. This season, he's now averaging 17 points, four and a half rebounds, seven and a half assists, while shooting 48% from the field and 44% from the three-point line. So clearly, at 34 years old, James Harden has definitely lost a step. But playing with this team, he has found his role, and it looks good. And it's resulting he have in like. Didn't he have like 15 straight points last night? I wasn't paying attention to the games last night. Something crazy. I wouldn't be surprised. Look, I mean, James Harden can still probably get hot every once in a while. The question is, can the Clippers rely on him in the playoffs? Probably not. And that's where it's going to be fun for us as Sixers fans. So, last player I'm going to talk about here is Miles Bridges. You mentioned earlier he can't get into Canada. He was suspended for the first 10 games because of a domestic violence charge he had uh, the other two years ago now it feels like close to two years surprisingly you know before he got 
uh, you know, it's eventually like before last season uh, when the whole entire thing went down, he average was averaging like 20 points per game, like seven rebounds. And he he's essentially picked up right where he left off uh, the last season that he played in. 2022 season, he averaged 27, three is uh, essentially four assists. Uh, this season is shooting slightly down, but essentially averaging the same numbers. Like impressive for a guy that is missed all last year. That's that's yeah. that's all I'm going to say. Clearly, what he did off the court was wrong. I will yeah. acknowledge that that he he's having a good season despite the problems that he's had. Um, Besides that, I don't really, I don't think I have anything else. Do you have anything else? No, I would just, we, we talked about Embiid and, and the MVP race. Do you think the Sixers, like there's an argument to be made that currently they're the best team in the league? Ooh. I got it. We got to, we got to face Boston full health. We, we have to face a couple of these teams when we are fully healthy and they are fully healthy. Um, Because... That's that's the way I see it, and I don't care if they're the best regular season team. I need to see it in the playoffs. Now, we got to get to the at least the Eastern Conference Finals. And but I'll say this: I Milwaukee's defense is going to be a little bit problemsome for them in the playoffs. Obviously, you always got to watch out for Miami. Yeah, but so I know you say you don't care about the regular season, but in order to get to the Eastern Conference no, 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 Finals, no, no. yeah, yeah, yeah. Obviously, we you want to be the, the one seed. I mean, let's see where we're at right now. I think we're, what, number two? We're three. We're a half game behind the Bucs, a game and a half behind the Celtics. But you need to be the one seed because otherwise we're going to have to play Milwaukee or Boston in the second round. And even if we're improved from last year, we still could lose that series. Yeah, I mean, look, uh, I feel good about our matchup against uh, the Bucks. The Celtics are always going to be an issue. But I don't. Like, those are the only two teams I'm worried about. I'm not worried about any other Eastern Conference team. Well, okay. Now, I won't say that, because even though Indiana's in the plan right now, I don't want to see them in a seven-game series. Dude, they are awful. Like, since the in-season tournament, I'm pretty sure they – they it says, like, they give up the most points, the highest three-point percentage, the highest, like – it's cr- – how their offense is insane. They have the best offense, but it's, like – awful i'm sure they probably they probably just you know like let's say you you run a race or you 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 know you run a race are you gonna have the same amount of energy you do have for like and you put your 100 percent into it like these guys just got done playing playoff basketball and i think this is what happened to the lakers and the pacers yeah one of them's one and three yeah one of them's one and three and one of them's one and four yeah, I think what's happening is is that they're having postseason fatigue because they played postseason games. Granted, not nearly as many, but they did play postseason play. And I think it, it, they're going to need a few days to get themselves together. You know, just try to re reorganize and re you know recalibrate yourselves after you know playoff essentially playoff basketball. So that's that's what I'm thinking is going on but still like the Pacers are not the best matchup for us cuz they're going to make us run a lot and that's the one thing that we don't like to do on defense. Yeah. No, I hear you. Yeah, so I I like I'm not really worried about most of these teams but the Pacers, the Bucks and the Celtics are three teams that I would prefer not to see 
But yeah, you're right. Having home field would definitely help. Of course, then again, we had the first overall seed against the uh, Atlanta Hawks, right? Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. You know, that didn't always turn out for us. I'm surprised. Jonathan, we got through a whole entire podcast and not have to mention the Oklahoma City Thunder. Let's wrap things oh, up. Man. Let's wrap it up so we don't. Uh, yeah, as always, everyone, we really appreciate you listening. Hope you enjoyed the game tonight. 51 piece by Embiid. We're closing in, hopefully on that one spot. Please continue to read our work over on the Sixer Cents. And we're going to have a Christmas Day game in five days against the Heat. So should be exciting stuff. As always, thanks again. And until next time, go Sixers. Go Sixers. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.